I mean, I may be biased, but I'm pretty sure this is my favorite interview besides the other interview with John Maxwell and Ed Milet of all time. Um, I've got 400 pages of notes, plus I've got all the notes that I took from when I read the book. So uh, I'll go ahead and put it over to Chad and uh, I'll come back with some amazing stuff too. Don't worry. Man, John Maxwell, you know, and, and I love, I, every time I hear John Maxwell, I think about two of his mentors being John Wooden and Jim Rohn, which are two of my favorite people. So those are my three favorites probably in the, in the personal development and transformational leadership. Cause there's, there's a lot of motivators out there, but motivations like showers, it wears off quickly. Whereas transformation happens on the inside. And when it happens, it never changes. It's like that rubber band that gets stretched. You never go back. So when I listen to someone like John Maxwell, I'm transformed. And I think everybody who listened to this today was also transformed. So he's talking about his new book, um, change your world, which I don't have yet, but I want to get that, that, uh, I love the term that he created being a possibilist, um, because that's so important because I think it's a, it's, it's a great merge of the two of being a realist and an optimist. So being a possibilist is saying, okay, here's where I really am. My head's not in the clouds. This is where my current position, but the possibilities are endless. So I'm excited about the future and I'm always believing that the best is yet to come. So you're not denying reality um, and you're not denying the possibilities. So that's a, that's, that's a huge takeaway for me today. The golden rule. You know, I talk to my kids about the golden rule all the time because it's just so simple, isn't it? Like it's, it's really simple. Just, uh, and, and we can say it a lot of different ways. You know, you reap what you sow, karma, um, you know, a hundred different ways that you can say it. But basically it's just treat others how you want to be treated. And I love how John always brings things back to simplicity. You know, when he's talking about his books on ethics, transformation being an inside job. Um, Long-term changes require starting with values. You know, uh, Jim Rohn would always talk about philosophies. Like when you have a philosophy, like for instance, if your philosophy is profits are better than wages, then all of a sudden you don't want to be an employee anymore because you're like, I don't, wages are good. They make you a living. But profits means you can be an entrepreneur and you can have a business and you can make more from your time. And I think every single human I know, Joel, would say, I want to make more money in the same time than less money in the same time. And we're so limited by wages. But when we can access profits, then, then that's just a better way to live. So a philosophy of mine is, is profits are better than wages. And uh, so it's, it's hard to get employed because no one wants to pay me like $250 plus. So I, I can't find anyone to work for right now. I have to work for myself. Um, the, let's see next here. Oh, I love these three questions to ask. Uh, if you can get these answered, it brings life change. Do you care for me? This is what we're always subconsciously asking people when we're uh, deciding if they'll have influence in our life or not. Do you care for me? Can you help me? And can I trust you? Are you a safe place? These are, these are great, great questions um, for us to ask who we're allowing to have influence over us and for us to ask ourselves and know that the people we want to have influence with are asking the same three questions about us and how are we doing right now and how can we get better? So that one, um, let's see, skip a couple. I love this. He said, getting older is automatic, getting better is not. And it's just that that intentional living. And John Maxwell says it's so great when he says that all things worthwhile are uphill. 
um, because it takes effort and it takes work to, to, to move into a place where most people never get because most people just don't want to put in the time. They don't want to put in the effort. And they don't want to put in the energy to live the better life. You know, it's, it's like this uh, church we used to go to called Joy Church. And it says, are you enduring life or are you enjoying life? Huge difference, huge difference. And two out of three people realistically right now on this planet in, in this in our country, even where it's like you won the lottery ticket just by being born in America and two out of three people report that they're not happy and they're enduring life. They're uh, they're checked out. You know, they're, they're trying to escape their life through whatever vice, whether it's drugs, alcohol, binge watching Netflix for the last 17 years. You know, they're just they're not happy. They're not happy. And instead of working, putting in the hard internal work, because we can do a lot of external things and we can make changes and, and run away. But last I checked, you can't run away from yourself. And so there's no running away. There's only turning in, going inside and doing the inside work that's necessary to have true joy and true happiness. And I love when he talks about uh, the finish line. You know, so many people, I think in our culture think, let's do my 40 years and retire. But when you retire, like you're finished, <laughs> the finish line means you're finished. When you retire, you just lay down and go to bed and don't get back up. <laughs> You know, so I think uh, I think we need to find a way to replace that word with, you know, the, the next the next phase of life. Maybe your work, your hourly part is over and you are receiving passive income now from a from a corporation you used to work for. But then what's next? You know, there should always be the next. I love John because he's 74 and he's in his prime. I mean, I, I read a statistic, Joel, years ago, and I don't know if it's what the current one would say. But basically, it says when you retire, when you say I'm done. You know, when you're like, you've been working and you've had this, this uh, routine and you say, I'm done. Like once people say I'm done, they don't live much longer. Normally, normally they, they're expired within, you know, the next five to 10 years after they retire. Uh, I for one, am never, ever, ever going to retire. Um, the more, you know, the more, you know, you don't know. <laughs> I love when John says, maybe when he was 25, he was certain about a thousand things. And now he's certain about maybe 10 but the ones that he's certain about, he's extremely certain about, they've been tried and they've been tested and he knows that they're real and they're true. And the last one I'll say is, like John always says, live till you die and don't get the two confused. So don't just endure life, enjoy your life every single day. It's a gift. That's why we call today the present, you know, have the position uh, expectations, invitations. So just expect that something amazing will happen today because you can't predict what's going to happen for you today. But what you can know is that if you expect great things to happen today, you'll at least see whatever happens through a, through some clear eyes that will allow you to receive it in a positive way. So I uh, love, love this all, Joel. John Maxwell is one of the best and uh, just glad that you shared this. Uh, Koa is in definite agreement with you because his tail is going up and down. See, if you guys can hear it, he's happy. He's in agreement with everything Chad just said. And so am I, uh, guys, the, the whole concept of changing your world and, and this becoming a movement. If you haven't make sure that you go get the book. Uh, I put the link in so that you have the ability to go click on it and get it. Um, but also go to the changeyourworld.com website and take the values evaluation test. Uh, that'll definitely help you out. 
when it comes to changing your world, he said, instead of trying to change the world, which seems daunting and nobody wants to do that, people leave changing the world up to others because they can't think and possibly conceive that they can do it. But start by changing your world. That is something that you can do. And he said, people will change when they hurt enough that they have to, when they see enough that they are inspired to, when they learn enough that they want to, and then when they receive enough that they are able to. You know, leaders go out and they offer hope during the darkest hours. So as a leader on here, and and all of you are because you're all leading somebody, offer hope to somebody today that they can go out and make a difference. Because each person can make a difference. And if each one of us is doing something positive to make a difference, that compounds. Uh, that goes back to his incredible made-up word, the possibilist. Can you go out and make things possible? You know, they don't deny reality. They define reality and they bring it with them. You know, a possibilist uh, isn't just an optimist. An optimist sits on the sideline, which uh, when he framed it that way, it, it made me go, if you are an entrepreneur, you are an eternal possibilist. Because the optimist sits on the sideline and watches things happen and cheers and says, hey, things can happen. We can do this. Yay. Positive, positive. They're optimistic about it. But a possibilist gets in in the game and wins because they make things happen. So get clear on the fact that you're a possibilist. And all of a sudden with that mindset, it'll actually help your reticular activating system, which is the thing in the back of your head that tells you whether or not you can do things and it looks for the good in things. When you become a possibilist, all of a sudden you start attracting the possibilities to you. He says, you know, get clear on your values. You know, there isn't business ethics. There's just ethics and either you have them or you don't, but you're ethics should be based on the golden rule. If that's all we studied, he said, if that's all we did, uh, we, we would be able to accomplish immeasurable goodness. He said, if you take every single religion that is out there in the world today, they all have some form of the golden rule as a basis for what they teach. Good values create good people. And two characters of a good leader are competence and good values. You have to believe that you are enough for your success. And we believe that in you. So when you don't have that belief, that's why we're here so we can impart that belief in you. But what you need to do after that is go ahead and impart that in other people. Whoo, professionals help and tell you how to do things. But a friend is somebody who helps and says, I'll go along with you. Because change isn't easy. And when you are a good leader, you are bringing your team with you. You're just not telling your team to go do things. We, we talk about that a lot with this business is that your business is based on leadership, not on management. If you get in management mode and you just start telling people to do things, eventually they stop doing things. When you don't show up to team trainings, when you don't show up to Sunday night calls, when you don't show up to events, your team starts to follow suit because they're following you as the leader. They're not listening to you as a manager. So when you as the leader buy in, your team buys in with you. The other thing that he talked about is what is your team's mission? Is it just ranks? 
if it's just ranks, what happens when you hit that rank? What happens when you hit the top of the ranks? You know, you have to move from me to we, but if you hit your goal because you're goal-oriented versus growth-oriented, you hit your goal and you're done. That's why he said he wants to make sure that he never has a self-imposed finish line. Is your self-imposed finish line getting to diamond? We've seen it time and time again that people push so hard to get to diamond, but they didn't have a plan past that. We have a plan for you. We want you to get to double, triple, prez, ambassador, double ambassador, black diamond, double black diamond, triple black diamond. We have no self-imposed finish line because we know that if we continue to grow, you'll continue to grow along with us. And I love this whole thought process of continuing to grow. And when you grow your capacity, it grows your ability to compound growth. Like he was saying, you know, the, the guy that came up to him after a speaking engagement was like, John, if I could have heard this 20 years ago, it would have changed my life. And John's like, well, if you would have listened to me 20 years ago, you wouldn't have heard this because it took me 20 years to grow into this to be able to speak this to you. Guys, continue to grow and your growth compounds and becomes exponentially bigger and allows you to uh, accommodate more growth, which allows more things to take place on your behalf. And, you know, Chad finished with my finishing line, which was John's finishing line. I'm going to live until I die and not get the two confused. But the other thing is I'm not in a countdown. I'm in a making my life count. Guys, take all the information that you learned today. Learn how to apply it. Go to the changeyourworld.com website. Find your values assessment test and then start one of the transformation tables with a few friends of yours and watch the difference that you can make. Make a transformation table with your leaders, with your teams. Watch the difference. I mean, it works as a transformational company. We're already doing this. Now, with certainty, we can tell you that we are going out and doing great things. So go out, make your life count, and help somebody else make their life count, guys. We'll see you again next time. Have an awesome day.